This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It started with two women. And, well, today it's still two women, but not just any women. It's Laurie and Lynn. Who can turn the world on with a smile. Laurie and Lynn. Giving Northeast Pennsylvania local talk to start your weekend right. Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. And now, celebrating their 10th year on the air on WILK News Radio. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Love is all, no need to waste it. You can never tell, why don't you take it? You're gonna make it after all. Good morning. Good morning. How are I, you today? I'm okay. A little scattered, I feel, but oh, yeah. Um, but I'm good. How about you? I, I'm feeling a little scattered. As are well. you? I think we're all. It's just, it is, is September. It? Is it September? September it's just crazy. is crazy. Always the most insane month of the year. And May, I think. May yeah, and probably. September sort of mirror I, uh, each other. I just I, feel like my head cannot keep up with, with all, all of, the, of things. the things that are being thrown at I know. me. And mm-hmm. I've already um, missed a couple things that I was called on and said, I'm sorry. I just forgot. Like work, not work. Yeah, yeah work. Really? Yeah. There was a woman at my office the other day who said she talked to me last week and we made the arrangements for me to be there at 11 o'clock yesterday. <laughs> And I was on my way to uh, Stroudsburg. So <laughs> I had absolutely no recollection of that conversation. Anyway, See, well, there's a couple of You know what? Everyone's like entitled. That. I know. As long as it's not, no harm, no foul, we are all right. Yeah, nobody died. Yeah, there you okay. go. So, um, other than that, I went to a place called La Chacouterie. Jeez. On Main Street in, in uh, Stroudsburg. Is that the one with the, the with the ice cream? Is that that's the next door to it? I think. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. it's next door to it, but it's a uh, it's wonderfully French, and it's all um, uh, plates. And you remember when we would go to uh, Posh and we would order the charcuterie plate? Yes, yes. Well, that's the idea behind it. That it's all kinds of it's mostly meats and cheeses. And then they grill things. They have wonderful soups and all homemade stuff. It's really excellent. And and teas, which I, you know, I love, but just tons of different teas. Hot teas? Hot tea Ew. and cold tea. All right, cold tea is all I want. So um, it's Hot really... Hot tea always reminded me. Of what, being sick? Yes. And oh. my grandmother would always say, uh, every time we all of us were sick, now you know my Nana lived with us since we, I was five, okay? Yes. And I left to get married, other than the brief stint at nursing school for seven months at Doesn't the wonderful count. city of Sayre, Pennsylvania, <laughs> where tumbleweeds were bouncing around the... <laughs> And the the greatest store there was McCrory's. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, 
because um, the hospital, Robert Packer, was its own city. Mm -hmm. it, it just was its own city. Yes. But anyway, um, my grandmother lived, and I got married and moved to Philly when I was 25. So 20 years with my grandmother and my mother, so two sort of Irish mothers, you know. Yes. I say sort of, they both were Irish, but sort of mothers because they both were mother and grandmother. But she, every time one of us, and my mother being a nurse, but my grandmother would always say, tea, tea and honey with lemon. And I couldn't stand that thought because it made me think of being sick. So mm -hmm. drinking hot tea to this day still makes me think that way and I can't stand the thought of it. So the I don't even like the smell of it really. It's there's but just But you drink tea I all love day long. that's why I when I get tea it's got to be loaded with ice because <laughs> it's got to be freezing. I love cold tea. Okay. But it has to be freezing. Otherwise I think of tea reminds I equate that with having a cold or not feeling good. So mm. that's why I think psychologically that's what it does to me. Although there's nothing like a flavored fruit tea smell in, like whether it's cold or hot that smells beautiful. But just plain old tea. Mm. Not but, that anyone out there needed to know that, but <laughs> that's how I felt about it. And well, I still think, do. No, I think you're right that that's, that was the elixir for anybody yes. who was sick when you were kids. Mm -hmm. Except my mother made a mistake. <laughs> oh, no. I think I told you. She gave you, this. you coffee instead? No, no. I never had. I didn't. I shouldn't say never. When I was in my 20s, I loved coffee in the morning. Loved <sighs> Me it. Too. I can't I love even, it now in my 50s. I can't e even get near it. But anyway. Um, when my mom decided that there was, we needed to have something to make us feel better, like this one particular evening, um, I just had so many stomach pains. I, I, not even stomach, it was in my intestines, but nobody ever distinguished that when you were a kid. It was just called stomach pain. So she gave me hot tea with milk. Uh, well, the problem uh, was the milk. <laughs> Uh, what I was suffering from that nobody had a name for at the was time. was like lactose intolerance. Lactose intolerance. Uh -huh. So thank you. That, uh, just that really pushed your... So, but, so how can you then still drink tea? See, oh, I would think I, like that. Because just the opposite. My, my grandmothers, both of them, were... Um, well, I shouldn't say grandmothers. I, and same with you. It was my grandmother and my great-grandmother, both of whom were English and Welsh. Right. So for them, tea was, was it. Sure, same with the, the Irish. same it's, as yeah. coffee yep. is to most people today. So we always had to have tea, and in the afternoon, we'd have afternoon tea, and we would have something, cookies with it or something, mm -hmm. and that was good things. You know, that reminded me of wonderful, warm, good things when I would have tea. So, okay, so then that's why you're... Right, so I'm, I, mean, there is, I still love it. When I, I, I still, I just think there's that peace around tea, but I still think it's more peaceful around coffee well. because... I, this is what I tell my kids all the time, Sean, because Sean did not like coffee. Okay. Now, you know, I did not drink it till I was 20 years old, 19, I think. Right. And I told you, my father said, get up early. I'm going to show you and pushes it to me with black. And I'm like, ew, black. And he goes, that's the way to drink. It's the only way you can taste the coffee. You don't have to worry what anyone else has. And you like this, you don't drink it black. So to this day. 
40 years later, I'm still drinking oh, black gosh. coffee. And I love it, love it, love it. And, I, and for some reason, I'm really into it recently. I just want coffee anytime. Any, it just makes me, I love the feeling mm -hmm. and the taste of it, the whole thing. And so I said to my son, Sean, you have to, I may have talked about this before, but I noticed when he comes home now, he'll say, Mom, could you make me coffee? And I, I looked at him and I said, hopefully black. He goes, of course. So he, and he even drinks espresso. Okay. Now I will occasionally have a latte or a cappuccino, mm -hmm. which does have a little bit of cream in it, milk. Like, uh, what do you, what do they do with that frothy milk of yeah, some sort, steamed? I, yes. I, I don't mind that, but I, I can't stand the thought of drinking coffee with any. I love how creamy it looks, but I would never drink it. Okay. Like hot, just regular coffee with cream. But I said to Sean when he before he started, and I still think it's true. I said, Sean, you have got to start drinking coffee. He's like, why? I said, it's the universal peace sign. <laughs> and he's like, what? I said, that, I made that up, and it makes sense because everything happens over a cup of coffee. I made it up. And so then the other day. <laughs> He doesn't like olives, right? And you know yeah. I love olives, yes. any kind, anyway. And I said, Tommy, Sean, you better start liking olives. And he said, why? I said, they're the universal peace sign. <laughs> and he said, isn't that coffee? I said, all right, this isn't food. Olives. And he's like, why? Because you, like, and so Tommy, I think, or one of them said, why? Because he's ex extending the olive branch. I said, oh, I never thought about it. But yeah, that's sort of a yeah. No, but seriously, I don't trust anyone who doesn't like coffee or anyone who doesn't like olives. <laughs> That's, that's all. Come on. It's peace, baby. <laughs> okay. If that's the way you look at it. That's the way I look at it. Well, oh, you I know. love it. Um, we've made many salads together and with lots of, of olives, olives in them. And does that not make the, the flavor it a little does. bit? It does. I won't, I, if I make a salad, it has to have at least black olives in yes, it. Yes. And know. that's, by the way, that salad, we talked about it two weeks ago. Yes. It's still in your it was mind. It's rocking, wasn't it? It was. It really was good. <laughs> I have to say, it was so good. It was really good. Yum. And the leftover uh, heads of uh, romaine lettuce that you, you had left. left I, oh, what'd you have? What'd you have? One? There was one. Okay. Yes. And I brought that home and I chopped it up that night, just like you did, slicing it all the way mm -hmm. through. Except I have a lot more green in it. No, than I you don't did. like the green. But we had that with some other stuff. I forget what I put in it, but it was really, it was good. And were you thinking, I wish Laurie were here so she could make the salad for me? No. You I weren't? Was, no. Oh, I, was I would expect that you to think if, of me when you're if making. If Laurie was here, she wouldn't have half the lettuce in this salad. That's correct. So. And, okay. uh, but I do love to make a salad too. There's something yes. about, it's like masterpieces for me. So I'm, I, I do it's like it. It's very creative. It is. And it's very good. And I love iceberg in it because iceberg is, is come back in a big way, you know. I know, but I also wanted to tell you, remember the, the rest of the menu we had that evening, we had the uh, hot dogs and the hamburgers. Yeah. They were cooked by my next door yeah. neighbor, temporary next door neighbor. Uh-huh. <laughs> David, right? No, Eric. What? Eric. Eric Alber, who was there. Next door neighbor. Oh, okay. I thought you were, okay. I yes. thought you meant the when we were there. I'm sorry. No, well, anyway, he did the same. He, he cooked he the same thing. He overcooked oh. them. Okay. So he 
apparently shared that information with his wife and didn't share it with us, that he knew he overcooked it. And she said, well, what did they say? And she, he said, I think they all said it was really good, yeah, but they were just fingers lying. crossed behind their back. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. So last weekend, I had three of those Bubba burgers left. And I said to him, I'm giving you an opportunity to redeem yourself. And I hope he did. <laughs> he did. He was out there with the fork that has the temperature gauge on it. And he was, oh, he was crazy. Anybody will tell you, all you do is put them on and don't press them down. Exactly. And let them cook for a couple minutes and flip them on the other side. That's all there is to it. Now, I didn't have one of those that night. I just had the hot dog. So well, that was, I didn't taste that. We did, we did But fine. you say they're delicious. They are. And they they're in the frozen so food section. Yep. Who manufactures those? Uh, Bubba Burgers, I guess. But who, yeah, I, but who? Is it a company? Know. that? Com okay, I just I wondered know. who it was. But they do come with all different varieties and inclusions, like onions and cheese and everything. I've never tried any of those. Okay, well, we went, we went to... Um, uh, Lancaster for the day last mm -hmm. Saturday. It was beautiful. It was a cloudy, yucky day, but there is nothing like Lancaster. That whole area is so beautiful, and the the you know the the pastoral effect and the whole. It's so the cows, the Amish, the the horse and buggies, the horses, the chickens. There's everything around. It's really so clean and neat, and it just. I just love being down I there. I haven't been there in probably 30 or 40 years. Oh, my. We, I love to go as often as I can, but we yeah. went to an Amish food like market. Okay. And the meat section looked like you were in Whole Foods. Now, I don't know if you've ever been yes. in show. Okay, so you know how beautiful everything. Yes. Even if you don't like meat, it looks <clears throat> good. Mm -hmm. um, so we bought ground meat from this, and I bought some uh, hamburger patties. We I used Meyer made meatballs the other day with some of the meat and I absolutely delicious mm -hmm. for you know going out of town and and bringing that home it was uh, and to, we got some just a bunch of stuff and it was corn and it it just it was just it's so neat to be there mm -hmm. um, so I have to get back down in the fall but everything is starting to you know flip into the fall and you see the the corn being cut down now yeah. and kind of sad in a way but it's yes. it's it's just what happens yeah it's what happens it's it natural progress mm -hmm. um but um I, I love it i love that area anyway we had fun so that was that was a good thing and friday night we were at russell's mm -hmm. because we were there with the barbette or the uh, baldies and the petersons and randy who is now as you know a little bit under the weather and we sat inside we were going to sit outside Lynn, but it was a little too cold uh-huh and um it was a lot everyone and their brother were at at Russell's the other night so it was a big shout out Russ came out it was his birthday and so uh he he was there and came out as he does which I always love when a chef comes out they his dad used to do that all the mm -hmm. time too and it's kind of mm -hmm. neat um so anyway we had a lot of fun so it was a a good um weekend and for Sunday I stayed home I, I know <laughs> but Monday I painted, went back to my batik class oh, at Judy Ushaks up at the Clayworks mm -hmm. in Moscow mm -hmm. and started our my first class. I'd not, I wasn't 100% thrilled with mine this time. Um, I wanted, I had in mind to do something else and I, I didn't, it was a vase of flowers. It was neat, but I, it wasn't my best work. So we'll keep moving and we're going to take a quick break. And you're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back.
It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and it's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. So Tommy got his... I told you, Tommy got his new digs yes. in New York. So he's moving from Brooklyn, where he was temporarily. And now he's moving into the financial district. Very happy. Has a great new pad. I love it. And sent me the address, the official address yesterday. Good. It's on Nassau Street. And uh, he said, Mom, the best way to come in is the Holland Tunnel, So I have to, which I never take that tunnel. So I'm going to have to learn how to do that one next so happy about he's all settled and happy and moves in october one very good not far from your your boy i I have to call him and tell him yes you said he's on liberty yep so we'll see very close Mm -hmm. so Um, what's happening over there i see you have stuff in front of you i do um, did you want to say something about uh, the walk i do um so the fourth annual Hospice of the Sacred Heart Remembrance Walk will be held at McDade Park um, at the, the top pavilion, which is pavilion number two. When you come in, the main, it's on that main road and above the pond. And it is the 28th of September. Registration, 830. The walk begins at 10. So, as you know, Lynn, it's the fourth annual, which I can't believe. I can't And either. so we have... So many sponsors. It's presented by um, Brown's Pharmacy. Um, so many sponsors for this event. It's it's just incredible. The people who come out and will you know pay, pay for sponsorships and support this cause. It's it's a great event. But last year we had a little over nine hundred. So right now our registration was at that the other day. Uh huh. So. God knows we'll be over where we're at because I know a lot of people still haven't registered. So there's two ways to do that now. The early bird is over, which was the middle of September. So you can register online or day of at the event or online at $30 a person, which includes breakfast, lunch, a a performance long sleeve t-shirt, which is that that t-shirt that's a little stretchy and repels water it's, it's mm-hmm. just really good for running or anything um meyer weir says a lot from last year they're very very nice yep. um and a, a reusable bag and lots of little goodies hand sanitizers and like a chapstick kind of thing and a couple little goodies in the bag for you and below, there's cotton candy and uh fidelity bank sweet treat um ice cream truck Yay. will be there so we have face painting and balloon artist and damien the magicians there along with a uh, painting a mural which we do every year kind of tradition a traditional um piece um, and all of that happens a walk around, it's about a mile walk, not even really a whole mile, um, a little bit around the, all the way around the pond and then a little bit, ex- a little extension from that. 
and it's just a great day to a balloon release, which is the most special part of it. As I said, and we've talked about in the past, the first we released those red balloons, they went up into the sky and formed a heart. And so we are very conscious they are biodegradable balloons and they are on a string, not on ribbon. And um, we are because, you know, we we just want things to be to be right. And so it's a great day. So if you want to do that, you can go online to www.hospicesacredheart.org. So that's hospicesacredheart.org. Dot org, and um, check it out and see what you want to do. If you come as a team, which is five or more people, your entrance fee is reduced to $20 a ticket. So if you can get at least five people to come, it's 20 and you can walk as a team. Or if you can't and you're alone or two or so, you, it is a $30 registration fee from now through the day of. So we hope you come and join us because it's really a great And time. when, what is the day? When is the day the is walk? Saturday, September 28th. Okay, so it's not this Saturday. No, 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 no. September 28th, okay. the last Saturday of the month. Okay. At McDade Park. So we're very happy things are moving. Now, as Diane says, Diane Baldy said, just pray novenas for good weather. <laughs> That's it. So, anyway. Yeah, well, we've had some pretty spectacular weekends. We have, and weather-wise, it's been beautiful. Yeah, it has. It has indeed. Okay, a couple things I wanted to share with y'all. Um, superstitions. We were talking before about the tea and what uh-huh. you, how you associate something, and then you're stuck with it forever. This is one um, that uh, it's called Buck the System. This is from AARP Magazine. It's for this month. I'm sorry, it's not. It's August and September. Um, well, it's this month. It, well, usually they do them monthly do I they think, but what i'm saying is we're my... due for another one okay very soon <laughs> okay right. but this one is guidelines can simplify your financial life but sometimes you'll profit more by giving them a twist i'm glad that they have done this because a lot of these things that people have always just assumed were true are now being questioned and i questioned many of them especially when it's relevant to my own clients. So here's the first one. To protect yourself in case of financial emergencies, keep at least six months worth of living expenses in the bank. I've always said if you have a, a, a dual income family, you don't need six. You could probably get away with three. But it's your living expenses, not necessarily just your checks. Because a lot of your living expenses are things that you may pay once a year or quarterly. And so you have to factor those into what is my monthly expense. So what they are suggesting here is that financial planners recommend having enough such cash set aside to support yourself for several months, anywhere from three to 12 months, depending on your circumstances. And six months is generally generally viewed as a good number. Okay, the revision of this is retirees who depend on money pulled from their retirement accounts may want to stash away 12 months of living expenses if possible. I have done that with many clients and said, let's take one year's worth of the withdrawal that you need and keep that in cash uninvested within the investment accounts. 
that way, if we go through a tough time in the markets, then you have that money there. You don't have to disturb something and sell it when it's down. So I'm glad to see that they look at that and say, this is a better way of doing it. So think about that. 12 months worth of expenses in cash in your investment accounts. Number two, subtract your age from 100. That number is the percentage of your investments you should have in stocks or stock funds. The rest should be in bonds. I always thought that was crazy. That is. It is. Uh, so according to that rule, a 25-year-old should have 75% invested in stocks, and, and a 75-year-old should have only 25% stocks. Why would they say that? Because it was a guideline when people lived in to 80 or 85. Okay, so just, now that's not, that goes out the window. Right. Those percentages may no longer work. This is the revision. Because Americans are living longer, they often need to, the portfolio growth that stock investments are more likely to provide. Without any adjustment, this rule could cause people to be too conservative. If you have enough fixed income to weather a 7- to 10-year downturn in the economy, this advisor, Sharon Rich, says... Um, then you can afford to boost the percentage of stocks in your portfolio above what the rule of 100 suggests. And I agree. Number three, set aside 1% of your home's value each year for maintenance and repairs. I have to tell you, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, wow. That's, that's new to me. But if your house is worth $250,000, that means you're supposed to set aside $2,500 a year. Um, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> I mean, you. I I think of the stuff that I've replaced in the house, in in both houses, and say, no, um, we're talking about something north of ten thousand. Yeah, way over that. Where would that yeah. number come? From? I don't know. I don't know. The revision is if you have an older home or your home is in need of work, you may have to budget more for maintenance. And this is in now in a current, what did you say, that, that this is what they're telling you to do? Well, this is what people have always told. Financial advisors have always told people to do these things. Okay. They were kind of rules of thumb, you know. So they, they were fine, but 30 years ago that might have made some sense, but today not necessarily. And number four is when you buy life insurance, get a policy that will pay seven to ten times your current annual income upon your death. Okay, that was a misplaced phrase, but... <laughs> now, so the reasoning is if you die early, your partner or family will require lots of cash to compensate for the years of earnings you were expected to provide. The revision... Rather than using annual income as a guideline, estimate what your survivors need to avoid financial disaster. That means making sure they can cover the mortgage payments, pay for health care, and have sufficient income to live. If you're retired or you don't have any dependents, you might skip life insurance entirely unless you have a specific estate planning purpose such as providing for adult children of your first marriage to avoid conflicts with your second spouse. Isn't, that um, makes sense. And isn't mortgage insurance purely a, a life insurance policy anyway? It is, but mortgage insurance, if it's purchased through a bank or other institution, yeah. is a ripoff. 
And the reason I say that is because you buy it based on the value of the mortgage when you buy it. Even though it goes down as every the year, you're still paying the same premium, and and you get the interest for all those years at that yeah. point too. Yeah, it's just it's silly. It's easier just to get a term insurance policy. Because my point be is, and I wonder how they do this. If you if you paid off the the mortgage, say twenty years before it was actually due. You're, you're, the insurance for that was much higher at a higher rate because now there's no interest tacked on for the next 20 years. Right. So it's not a good thing. It's so always buy, do it through. Just buy some ordinary, not decreasing term, just ordinary flat term for the term of the mortgage outside of the mortgage company. Mm -hmm. Because when you do it within that, the rates are so much higher. Okay. So... Buy a 20-year term policy. You can get them now online mm -hmm. and be done with it. Yeah. So the last one is, in retirement, plan for your ongoing expenses to total 80% of your pre-retirement income. That used, to, that used to work, but it doesn't anymore. Because when budgeting for retirement, pay attention to your expenses, not your income. Identify your specific monthly spending needs, then create a cash flow plan to cover them and leave some wiggle room for spending spikes. Commuting expenses may be gone, lunches may be gone, <laughs> but retirees often drop more on travel or need to hire extra help at home. Remember that. That's really important. Wow. So... Um, they say look at current expenses closely and project which annual expenses will go up and which will go down. And one of the things you want to look re remember is your Medicare um, premiums always go up. Always. So okay. remember that. It's not about your income. I would say you fund for 100% of your current income. Okay. Nicely said. Well, Lynn, we are taking a quick break. You're okay. listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we will be right back. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden. I'm the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And two of my favorite, favorite singers passed away this last week i know eddie money and rick ocasek now why did eddie money why do you love i've him? always loved eddie money. i just love his rugged irish way uh he used to be a cop in new york city his real name is mahoney i just i he's just always been my favorite i love his songs love them i love he's sort of like my version of like I kind of thought of him as like the, the, cause I don't know how much difference in age they would be, but like, he's like the Joe Cocker of my, of mm -hmm. the eighties sort of for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, Rick Ocasek, cause the cars are one of my all time favorite, favorite, favorite groups. I mean, they, they're up there with the Eagles and the who and really, and the, uh, yeah, I mean wow. these and the stones, like they were always my favorite and like he, the cars were up there. I just loved them yeah. and their music. And he was so cool. And and he had this sort of like 
kind of really different look, skinny and glasses and the hair. And he was like married to one of the most beautiful women, Paulina. What was her name? I can't, uh, can't remember. think her name off the top of uh, my head. Por Porking over or something Por like that. Uh, I'll Whatever. think of it. But mm -hmm. uh, she, um, just so cool that romance thing with the beauty and uh, you yeah. know he wasn't the most handsome but he was i just absolutely loved him so it's heartbreaking because you think like i all might think oh my god like steve Pet tom petty and and um robert palmer years ago who i loved and and um um david bowie and eddie money and rick O'Casey. i'm like oh no they're my, some of my favorites. I think so, the one that really rocked me this week was... Um, Koki Roberts? No, oh no, I, I loved Koki yeah, Roberts. Yeah, she was cool. She was really I remember watching her as a young kid. I think Alex Trebek. He died? No, but he announced that the he was back in chemo. Because, oh, he didn't? When did he announce it? On this uh, show? This week. This on his show. Oh, he was God. On Good Morning America or NBC... Today's I was going to say, forget. please, I didn't miss that. Oh, he's such a, yeah. I love him too. I do too. Yeah, it's that's, just, it's, he's, I really, he's I wanted him to fabulous it. too. I know. I know. Well, you don't know that he won't. I know so I think don't. think positively. I know. But that's a tough one. Well, he had some thoughts on life and, and death and it was a very revealing type of interview and it was uh, very poignant. He, he talked about the fact that um, every once in a while, he just has a flood of tears, oh. and he feels very depressed. Yeah. But then he comes out of it, and um, he, you know, gave it the old rah-rah. You know, I, I can't say that I've had a... I, I, I can say that I've had a wonderful life, and come on, folks, I'm 79 years old. I mean, it can't go on forever and all that stuff. Yeah, but 79 but, is young. You know, this day and age, as you just got finished talking about, it's yeah. it's young. Yeah. And the thing that I love that he said that he loves his wife so much that he wished he had met her earlier so he could have spent more time with her. I think that was such a profound yeah. statement. That's that's. And neat. he has two children who are in their 20s. Yeah. I mean, he fathered them when he was I in know. his 50s. Mm -hmm. And I just, that's great. It's all wonderful. Yeah. I just think he's a good guy. I don't know what he's like to work with, and of course we only see what we see, what we what uh -huh. is projected. You don't so. hear many. He can sometimes. I think he gets a little um, like when he says stuff. He gets there's a little bit of a, an affect that I'm not a fan of. Every every now and then I do like him, and he's his ability to pronounce and to how he what he does is is amazing to me. But he does have a bit of a curt way every now and then he does uh, but I, overall he's cool one of the things where that shows up and you just remind me when you said that is when people say when they have the daily double all right and he'll say and you know what do you, what do you what do you wager wager yeah. on this and somebody will say maybe they have twenty thousand dollars on their board mm -hmm. and they'll say two thousand dollars and he'll say two thousand only Oh, does he? I don't. It's, I don't hear. That's him a judgment that. call when you say that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But I want to say two thousand. Well, it's is always fine. well. These game show hosts, and it was sometimes drive me crazy. Even that, I don't like Wheel of Fortune, but if it's on occasionally, I like love my it. mother used to watch that in Jeopardy. Yeah. And I and and so when they spin now, the 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 point of doing it is to get as much money as you can get before right. you solve the puzzle. And he'll say, uh, you know, are are you? You know, like he he says it like, uh, you're not going to 
pick another one. Are you going to solve the puzzle? <laughs> spin or solve yes. the... Like, buddy, the reason I'm yeah. here is to make money. Let me do it. Don't, yes. like, influence me. Yes. Uh, it, they, they, that drives me a little cuckoo, but not that I watch it enough to be that crazed. But Well, we watch it just about every night when I'm home, both of those, because they they're are... back to back, yeah. Well, there's a little stimulating Yeah, I get mentally, it. you mm-hmm. know. And so that's a good thing. And uh, if you recall, uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about this cafe connection um, that is going on at the JCC for people with dementia and other yeah, have you brain gone? cognitive functioning. Um, he's there as, we're, as we speak, and this is his with second time. Flim Flam? Yes. Okay. And they're having, um, he's does enjoying he, it. Does he go to Flim? Okay. Flim. Yes. <laughs> That's his first name. Since oh, his last name's Flam. Flam Flam. I just call him Dr. Flam. I don't call him Flim okay. Flam. But even you why okay. Patrick called him Flim Flam. Uh, no, did he? <laughs> yes. Oh. He says it all the time to me. Uh. Well, he was they were both at Mansour's yesterday. Uh, I, I was surprised you he didn't did, see them. I didn't, but I was there Tuesday. Did he remember what did he did he remember what he had for lunch? No. He has no <gasps> idea. Did you ask? Do you ask? Yes, him I ask him his... all the time, okay. when he, especially when he goes to Mansour's. And he, I think he just, when he can't remember, he'll he say, He just goes to his... BLT. His, right. <laughs> or the other one that he loves, their turkey, or what I, he yeah. gets, I think. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's good. He's off doing his thing. Let him go. You know what, Lynn? He, he's happy and... Yes, and he enjoys around, it. Roaming around, having lunch at all these places he, with the Flim Flam Man. He enjoys it very much. God love him. And I want to do a shout out to my friend Joan Glover. She'll know why, but we'll just leave Joan it at Glover, that. hello. And you yes. know who else I who? spoke to this morning who said they listen to us a lot? Who? Would be Janet Wenzel and her husband, uh, former mayor, Dave. or as I always say, Mayor Dave Wenzel. And uh-huh. um, he, it, one day it was so funny. He is a comical man. And I, I was. At a, I was at a, either at the mayor's prayer breakfast, I think it was, or a meeting for it. And I had on this these necklace. It's all one, but it was a whole lot of white pearly beads, right? And mm-hmm. and he said to me, "Did you put every pearl necklace you have on today and <laughs> have in your in your uh, uh, clo- in your closet on today?" And I said, "No, I I said no, I didn't, smart ass." And he looked at me and he goes, uh, "That's uh, what did how did he say it?" He said, "That's um, smart ass, your honor." I said, "Okay, oh. that's that's I should have said that." That's cute. <laughs> and he's so I love him. He's just mm-hmm. such a great guy. He is a good guy. So Janice said, Laurie, we listen to you and Lynn. Okay. So big shout out to the Wenzels. All right. And then uh, who else have you been running into oh, in the last week or so? Uh, I lots keep finding people. people who say, you know, I listen to your show and then I forget. I know. We're supposed to because we make them. that commitment, right? I know. I know. That's, well, what are you going to do? People keep listening. That's all I say. We need the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I say that about when people say, oh, I saw you on ECTV. And I always say, thank you. Keep watching. I need the ratings. There are no ratings. <laughs> but it sounds good. It does sound good. It does, doesn't it? So I'll be taping a new show for ECTV, um, a new one of for with the Medical Society. We're doing a, a show on at the Wilkes-Barre YMCA next week. Um, a, yes, we're doing a um, diabetes show oh. for ECTV, so that'll be coming up. That's good. Which is always interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Yeah, so a lot is going on. And then, of course, you know I go away in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we know. And you know I'll be dancing tonight. Huh? I told you my swing dancing lessons that I've been taking. No, I, I thought you were going someplace else tonight. I am first, and then at 7 o'clock I have swing dancing lessons. This is my third lesson at Step-by-Step Dance Studio over on Oak Street. Jack Martin uh, owns uh, Scranton Music Academy, and he bought the Walsh Electric Building on Oak Street. And Deb's Place, and if no one has, is, is, you're out there and you're a dancer, a ballroom dancer, or want to learn, this place is beautiful. It's the old, where the it's where the bays of the truck were and so they're all um, garage openings that go all the way up and back okay yeah and there are five or six of them so the last two weeks because it's been so beautiful and I would assume tonight they open the the doors so the natural air with the full moon and the light and the stars it is so beautiful to be there and the cool air coming in it's it's like you don't even know where where you are and it's so beautifully done they did a great job deb and her husband john urban um getting that ready and john jack martin is just so proud of it all because he and debbie have always been you know they rented before and then jack bought the building and then Deb has that one section for step-by-step, and they teach all kind of private and couples and uh, group lessons. And so I'm. this is my third week of a, of a four- to eight-week swing dance lesson. And then How are your knees? I've been doing fine. Good. Thank God, knock on wood. Good, good, good. Yeah, I'm just very careful, but yeah. it's. I've been doing okay. And it's good exercise, and man, do you sweat. Yeah. Constant movement, different muscles Mm -hmm. you haven't used. Um, But if anybody's interested, go and see Deb and her husband. They are wonderful, and so are some of the instructors they have. The hardwood, the floor, everything about it is top-notch. So, um, and Lynn, those doors open, it creates such an, you don't even know where you are. That sounds like it. That, that sounds really Think neat. about that. that you can smart see, thing. Yes. Wasn't that a great idea? Yeah. And so they've had summer parties with them open. And now that it's getting a little bit cooler, no bugs, that's kind of neat. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Dancing with the so stars. So I, ta- I talked about this. I said I was t- doing this. You said this, you were going to do it. Yes. Yeah. Well, three. This is my third. Okay. Tonight will be my third lesson. That's wonderful. So, yeah. So, are you learning stuff? I am. I, I kind of know. This one is, I like this one. I kind of know what how to do. Now, they did different moves. And as a matter of fact, I was watching because I forgot to watch Monday night, the Dancing with the Stars on ABC. I forgot it was the premiere. So, I went back and I've been on demand watching mm-hmm. it a little bit. I've only mm-hmm. seen the first couple. And when the dancers were doing parts of it, um, not the, but the beginning when they, they were showing all the professional dancers, mm-hmm. there were some swing movements in there and I thought oh that's a swing because I know the cha-cha so now I'm learning the swing and Deb thinks the next one for eight weeks will be the rumba okay so uh, that that to me is a little hard but we'll see what happens okay that's a lot of and move, hip movements. It? No, yeah. a, lot, a lot of hips. And I, okay. I, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it, nothing ventured, nothing gained. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm a twirler from way back. That's so, right. you know, I That's have, I can, right. I got some flexibility. So it works. And Patrick would say, twirl this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh-huh. it's all good. So, it anything good. else before we cast off? Um, no, I'm trying to think of anything else that's going on that I want to tell anybody about. And I don't know anything. I think we're all good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, 
And good luck to um, Dolly, Woody, and everybody for the Race for the Cure this yeah, weekend, too. Yeah, that's so, right. Yes. So anyway, we are going to leave for now. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.